Now, you call yourself a satanic priest. Yes. Is that the opposite of God? No, because Satan is a god, too. Mm -hmm. Well, what are you, then, the, uh, the dirty pope, or what? Oh, I guess you could call me that if you want to say the black pope, or the dirty pope, or the, the uh, advocate of, for example, the kingdom of night or darkness. No one's ever come forth so far and spoken up for the devil. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, uh, I ended up going to that uh, Anton LaVey thing. Oh, yeah. In Hollywood last yeah, night. Yeah, I didn't want to Halloween. go because it was $50. Yeah. Well, for me, it was $100 because I had to pay for my girlfriend, too, because mm. she didn't want to go either. Right. But, you know, I was trying to, you know, it's Halloween. Mm. I felt obligated to go out and do something. Mm. You know, over the weekend is when you do the parties. But Halloween night, you know, there's stuff going on. So I was like, what am I going to do? And John Carpenter was playing at Palladium, which is quite tempted to go check out. That was even more expensive. Right. The ticket for that was like 60 bucks. So then there was uh, the Jenna Torturers. They were playing at the whiskey. I hate the whiskey. Yeah. I do like the Jenna Torturers. But I do too. Eh, I haven't seen them in a while, but I have seen them before. I've never seen them. But this thing, uh, the, the Anton LaVey thing, is kind of like once of those like once-in-a-lifetime kind of things. Yeah. It's like one night only. And uh, I got to say, it was kind of cool. It was expensive, but it's kind of cool. It's like basically I was paying to go see an Anton LaVey Satan Museum. Okay. Because you went in there and it was a bar. You could walk through it and uh, they had like a lot of photographs, never seen before photographs, like never published, of uh, his house growing up and rituals. I gotta say, I definitely saw his dick a lot more than I thought I would. Sure. A lot of pictures of Anton LaVey's dick. And it's funny because he's always just kind of wearing that outfit with the, the cape and the horns. And his cock just hanging out. Oh, I thought that was just a joke, like for a... Like rituals? I, I didn't know he wore that all the time. I thought it was just for like a Vanity Fair spread or something as a, Dude, a laugh. the guy's always wearing it. Okay. He's, he has the cape on in public. Yeah. And then in all of his rituals, and chicks are always naked. Yeah. And it's funny because you see like... You see a lot of these dudes, um, like just kind of gross looking 60s dudes just sort of hanging out. And I think that's that's what it was. It was like a pervert club. Sure, yeah. The Church of Satan. Sure, they're like, you know, it's the opposite of Christianity. Christianity is all hypocrisy. And this is all about indulgence and indulgence of your own living life by your by pleasure, you know, and hedonism. But really, it was, we're some kind of gross old pervs who want to get laid. Right. So let's start this club. We'll, you know, get some uh, pentagrams and I candles. Mean, that, I think that's also the premise of the Catholic Church, D, so... Same kind you of know, thing, yeah. But instead of instead of instilling guilt uh -huh. in your followers, they were yeah. like, "High five, keep doing it. This yeah. is awesome." Uh, but the, the pictures were hilarious. It was just like you know, and fully pornographic pictures. Like I, I was, mm. I was surprised. You've seen a lot of them where it's like he's got the horns and the candles and all this. Pretty much, it was like you know, girl bent over and Anton LaVey just like full on like banging her from behind, hmm. or a bunch of chicks just kind of standing around and dudes just with their dicks out. Right, um, you know, or like a woman on her knees, ready to like receive his communion. <clears throat> I mean, the, it was definitely a very sexually charged atmosphere right. back then. 
And so there are a lot of photos of that. Then there are a lot of like, like Glenn Danzig has a collection of men's magazines from the 60s with right. interviews, 60s and 70s with interviews of uh, LaVey. And uh, his whole collection was there on display. And then there was one room at the, the Jane Mansfield room. Yeah. And so that was something I never really knew about. Anton LaVey apparently had rumors of a sexual relationship with Mansfield, but definitely they were very close. And some of those pictures are my favorite ones. And, and you've seen those famous pictures. This is my collection of uh, old TV guides that feature articles on the TV show Rhoda. <laughs> this is what I've donated to this this show. Boyd Rice, same thing. Boyd mm. Rice had his whole like, this is my anti Levey record that's been signed. Right. And Levey's signature is amazing. It's just like Levey and the Y ends in like a little pitchfork tail. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm. Um. Anyway, uh, we actually, as a matter of fact, we were sitting in the Mansfield room just kind of because there's nowhere else to sit. Uh, Danzig just kind of walks into the room, is just sort of hanging out with uh, the guy, the curator of Lethal Mounts. They're kind of hanging out, and Danzig's right there. And I'm like, wow, Danzig. And I'm, my girlfriend's like, why don't you go talk to him? I'm like, what am I going to say to Danzig? Yeah, what are you going to say? I don't know. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? <laughs> but yeah, he, I guess he's like a big Anton LaVey fan. So whatever. He's all into the occult anyway. But yeah, Danzig ended up like walking around, got like his own tour. And then he had like a VIP area where he was sitting there just surrounded by skanks. I don't know if they're in his entourage, like this group, but it was like, I don't know, how old do you think Danzig is? Like early 60s, maybe? I would say late 50s. Yeah, I was thinking late 50s. Like that, yeah. These women were, I would say, probably like mid-20s. Okay, sure. And they're all kind of like, you know, wearing like slutty Halloween outfits. Yeah. And one of them is like giving them a lap dance and Danzig's like, <laughs> like all into it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, so I was, I was kind of looking at these Mansfield pictures. A lot of people have seen the the pictures of Jane Jane Mansfield like on her knees and like Anton Lavey with his cape out. But I never knew mo you know much of the uh, like the history behind it. So apparently, Walter Fischer, who is a German paparazzo, uh, came to the came to the U.S. was in uh, in L.A. in San Francisco, and he just kind of followed Mansfield around taking all these pictures and most of the you, you can see some of Fisher's photographs but a lot of them had never been seen before and so now this uh, th these two guys made a book about it called uh, California Infernal Anton LaVey and James Mansfield as portrayed by Walter Fisher so the book just came out I guess over the summer and so yeah they show him you know LaVey performing all the satanic rituals when the in fuck did Black Jane House. Mansfield die didn't she die in like 1964 or something yeah, Jane Mansfield died in uh, 67 okay. at the age of 34. All right. Yeah. But uh, prior to that, like her career was kind of on the wane. Hmm. Uh, apparently, like, I don't know, they say it's like it might have been overexposure. Like she posed in Playboy. Hmm. And they, everyone thought like she's going to be the next Marilyn Monroe. And I think she was in like A Girl Can't Help It. And like by, you know, mid 60s, early 60s, her career had already kind of fizzled. Um, yeah, they say that there might have, you ever see that famous photo of her? with Sophia Loren at the dinner party where she's like, her tits are just like fa falling out of, like you can almost see a nipple. And Sophia Loren's just giving her like this side eye, like you slut. No, I've never seen that. It's a famous photo. I'll see if I can find it. I'll post the page. But anyway, she was already kind of on the decline. Whereas uh, Anton LaVey was in desperate need of publicity, late sixties <clears throat> for the church. He just published a book. And so I think he was like, you know, hang out, I'll hang out with you and do whatever you want. 
come to the come to the rituals and just hang out and party and he was like trying to be seen in public with her as much as as much as possible and be photographed with her mm. wearing his horns his cape and all that but right after she joined i don't know if she was ever like a full-on member i think he made her like an honorary priestess but i, I don't think she like you know, led rituals or something like that. But okay, uh, but once she joined, though, that's when like Sammy Davis and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Liberace and all these people started being like, "Hey, this is cool." Right. I would have totally been down. I mean, would you? Have, would you have gone to check that out? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm not down now, so probably not. You know. Well, I don't know about now. Yeah, it's not the same as it was, and that was the one thing about this event last night. So they had like you know all the memorabilia with Levey and the pictures and all that, and the you know and the atmosphere is kind of cool. Kenneth Anger was speaking, kind of yeah. hung out, uh, but the 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 main event was the Black Mass right. that was supposed to be done by this guy uh, Stephen Johnson Leba, who I actually know through an ex of mine, Holly Stevens. He's the last ordained priest by mm. Levey. Okay. And I got to say, that Black Mass is pretty weak. Hmm. And I know people were kind of blown away by it, but just to me, it just looked like shitty performance art Yeah, from San Francisco. I mean, he was just kind of hanging out. When you picture a I'm Black sure, Mass, what do you picture? I Honestly, I picture what Coven does on stage. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought they would do. Mm. Like, And most of like in LeBay's photos... People are in cloaks and there's yeah. like upside down crosses and lots of candles and like satanic imagery and all this. This is just a dude on the stage in a book and he kept like reading, make Satan great again. Oh, you Trumpoids. Fuck fascism. Hail Satan. Make oh. Satan great again. Just over and over again. There's just a guy saying stuff. That That's it. it. And reading like this thing about like what he felt about LeVay, and then he would be like, "Hail Satan, everybody!" Hail they call Satan. that a black mass, I guess. That's garbage. And at one point, mm. uh, two guys with horn like goats mask came mm. out, and they had like this. It looked like they were carrying like kind of a flag, like a flagpole. Yeah. And then suspended from the flagpole was this like naked chick, mm. but by flesh hooks, like she had she was doing body suspension. Okay. And then there were like these other naked chicks that were kind of like putting, I don't know, like some kind of liquid on her mm. and, and sort of like holding incense candles. And the whole time he's like, make Satan great again. Fuck the fascists. Yeah. Fuck Donald Trump. And like this whole thing. And I was just like, this is not what I thought a black mass should be like. Right. And people well, seem to be into it. People are cool. I mean, it's pretty the good. The goat people were cool. Mm. I like the goat mass. I Do was you remember so, the, the I, bad guys in the Dragnet movie? No. With the one with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks, the Dragnet. I don't film. think I ever saw that. That was real bad. What did the bad guys look like? They they had goat legs and uh, goat ma goat heads, goat head masks, and they were a group called Pagan, which stood for People Against Good and Normalcy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People Against Good and Normalcy. Yep. I kind of like that. It should be a band name. Um... But yeah, so they had a they had a lot of uh, funny pictures of uh, Anton LaVey uh, with Mansfield. A couple couple quick points here about Mansfield that I never knew about because I was doing a lot of research, kind of being like, how do they even know each other? So she kind of just randomly met him at a film festival, and he was impressed with her, and he invited her to a ritual. And she came over with her husband at the time, who hated him, just hated uh, hated LaVey. His name was Brody. I forget his first name. But anyway, he like hated LeVay and was making fun of it, called him a, charlat a charlatan and a poser. 
and a fake and a fraud. And I guess he was like picking up all of LeVay's artifacts and like you know, priceless LeVay ancient artifacts. And at one point he um, lit a candle that's supposed to be used in a ritual. And uh, LeVay got really pissed off about it. Um, he said that that candle is a, he's like, that candle's used only for curses. I don't know what's going to happen to you now. I only hope I put it out in time. Hmm. When Which, did this happen? This happened like right when, uh, when it's like 66. Okay. okay. When uh, she, uh, Mansfield came over to his house with her husband. Hmm. Uh, her, Sam Brody, that was the name of her husband. Right. He was her, actually her lawyer at the time. Yeah. Um, but the best, the best uh, thing I found out about uh, Mansfield and LeVay was, um, so Mansfield never actually said that she was having an affair with him, but it's alleged that they did. And uh, Anton's seeming powers over her increased even after an incident with one of her sons. So a month after meeting LeVay at the Black House, she took her six-year-old son, Zoltan, to Jungle Land, <laughs> USA, which is near L.A., New Wasn't that the guy from G.I. Joe that could change colors in the sun? And he was Australian? Yeah, Zoltan. Zoltan, wasn't it? Yeah, that? Zoltan, I think. Yeah, that was him, right? I'm trying to think of what that guy looked like. He had like a like a weird... A mustache, right? Did he He had like a dark... No, he had like dark eyes. Like he had black around his eyes. And then he had like a like a skelly, like a hoodie kind of thing. Okay, all yeah. right, all right, all right. The druid-looking guy. Yeah, he was a druid-looking I think I guy. had that dude. And he had like a bare chest with like a leather harness and shit. <laughs> it's real kind of gay, you know? Are you sure he wasn't in Judas Priest? Maybe? Yeah, no. Could have been. Um, anyway, she took uh, Zoltan mm-hmm. to the... Uh, that's a great name, by <laughs> the is. way. Uh, to Jungle Land USA, which is near Los Angeles. He wanted to see the lions. At the zoo, he was attacked by a lion. It required three surgeries. I don't know what kind of zoo Jungle Land USA was, but... Does typically that still you exist? don't Because it I, sounds amazing. I don't oh know. God. And how, yeah. Did she like use her fame to get her son to go like... Let him pet the lions. Come on. I'm James. I'm James motherfucking Mansfield. Right. Come on. Yeah. Zoltan's recovery was perhaps sped up by LeVay, who drove to the top of Mount, Mount Tamilpace, which is near San Francisco, and conducted a satanic prayer to save the boy. Huh. Zoltan quickly recovered. So apparently uh, he used the power of Satan to save Zoltan. So they're pretty close. This really pissed off uh, Brody, actually. Hmm. Brody, the husband, is really pissed off once, uh, once the kid was saved. And so he uh, told uh, Mansfield that he didn't want her to hang out with LeVay anymore. So he's a charlatan and a faker and that he didn't want her to hang out. So uh, Anton LeVay... Was LeVay at the zoo? No. He just heard about it afterwards. What did that have to do with him getting attacked by a lion? He didn't get attacked. Zoltan got attacked. I know. But what, what does that have to do with LeVay? Nothing. It's just uh, he cured him with the satanic curse. Oh, and that's what made Brody jealous. I see. Got so it. Brody was like, I forbid you to hang out with her. Hmm. So he violently tried to stop them from hanging out. And so LeVay put a curse on Brody's life. Hmm. Um, this is the best part of it. He goes, my power exceeds anything you could imagine. And now you're going to feel it. You'll be dead in one year, Sam Brody. I pronounce that you will be dead within one year. Thundered LeVay. Okay. Don't fuck with LeVay, dude. Well, we'll see. Well, you know what's interesting? Okay. He did die in a year. Oh. Actually, both he and Mansfield died in a year. They died in a car mm. crash. Uh, June 29, 1967. She's only 34 years old. Way to go, LeVay. She was in a Buick traveling from Biloxi, Mississippi to New Orleans, along with Brody and their driver and three of her kids. 
Zoltan, Miklos, and Mariska. Yeah. The three kids. Uh, the car crashed in the rear of a tractor trailer. Children survived, but all three adults perished. A rumor spread that Mansfield was decapitated because a blonde head of hair appeared through the Buick's windshield, but it was actually just her wig. Uh-huh. Yeah. That reminds me of, uh, do you remember when Jack Parsons cursed um, L. Ron Hubbard? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, L. Did Ron that come Hubbard, true, L. Ron Hubbard took his wife or stole his wife, you know, stole his wife and then stole his boat. Right? He stole his boat. Yeah, in Florida. He stole his boat. And Jack Parsons was so pissed that he went off with his boat that he went back to the hotel room and he did a cur Because Jack Parsons, for people who don't know, he was a famous rocket scientist who was also a, a, was an a, occultist. a black magician, a cultist. Yeah. But could he do the same type of... What year was that? Was That, that predated uh, this was, This was... Yeah, this was like in the early 50s. This was like the early the late 50s, 40s, late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he did a curse on... Um, L. Ron Hubbard, and then a giant storm happened, and L. Ron Hubbard had to dock, put the dock boat the back boat? in the dock. And when he did, fucking Jack Parsons was standing there waiting for him. Whoa! Yeah, wow. So Boom. he used like the power of Satan. Oh yeah, bring the boat back. Uh-huh. Didn't L. Ron Hubbard take the boat out for orgies? Wasn't that his thing? Uh, he, I think he just took the boat out to like to like talk at people. That was his thing. <laughs> he just liked to smoke cigarettes and look smart. That was his whole jam. (laughs) But seriously, people check out the Jane's Jane Mansfield and uh, LaVey pictures online. They're pretty, they're pretty funny. Mm. And the, the one room that was full of all the Mansfield memorabilia was pretty funny too. I mean, it was just like just pictures of them having dinner, you know, at like all these, fancy Beverly Hills restaurants and LaVey's just like full on cape with the, with the fucking horns and shit. And everyone's just kind of like, this is normal. Nothing weird about this. You know, I don't. I don't know why you're why you're you know, glossing over the satanic ritual abuse that happened over the weekend. Was there some? Uh... Yeah, when you you took me to a party, and then I was drugged with psilocybin mushrooms by a gay Gumby. Oh yeah, yeah. And that that Remember was that? that that definitely uh, was uh, satanic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of funny. I don't yeah. know what. Turns um, out, him and Pokey were a power couple. Did I don't you know get, who uh, was the power by... bottom, but they were a power couple. They were actually very nice. Did you get poked by Pokey? No. That's good. I, I thought I rem- I don't remember. I'm a lot sure. of mushrooms. Yeah. You know, what was funny about this? So Saturday night, we went to a, uh, took Harrison and uh, his lady friend to a party. Um, cool place over in uh, Highland Park. But anyway, you walk in there, there's booze everywhere. You can drink whatever you want. Harrison, for some odd reason, goes over to this like unidentifiable vat I thought it of was brown punch. liquid. I thought it was punch. Man. Why would you drink that? Because it was punch, I thought. And there was you a sign. You go to a party, you drink the fucking punch. No, you make your own fucking drink. Who knows what's in the punch? Why would there be any... I, this is why I hate California. You go to a party in New York... There's punch. It's fucking punch. It's alcoholic punch. There's no like, oh man, it's got fucking you know PCP in it. It's got well, they're, you know, okay. DMT. In and their defense, pu- you know. there was a fucking sign that said, "This is mushroom no, tea." No, yeah, there was a sign. No, 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 don't no, no, drink no, no, no. it. It said, "Ask please," and I did. Yeah. I asked Gumby. It didn't say mushroom soup. It just said, "Ask." Ask before you drink it. Yeah, yeah. And I that asked. would be a warning to me. Like I yeah, don't know, someone did. fucking come in it or something. I asked Gumby, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's fine." Because in California, mushrooms are fine to everybody. They don't know, like, oh, yeah, I might give this guy a psychotic goddamn break, which was my concern. And so did uh, so did Gumby pour it for you and give it to you? Yeah. And so did you drink the whole thing? Yeah. 
And how'd you feel? And I was like, oh, this is weird. It doesn't taste like alcohol. And he's like, that's because it's mushroom soup. And my fucking just heart dropped into the floor. (laughs) But did you you drink the whole cup before he told you this? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then did you feel anything? Was it strong? Luckily, it wasn't that strong. I felt enough to like get a little crazy and um, get visual hallucinations, but I didn't have my... Uh, usual, like it wasn't enough to to trigger my horrible, crazy psychic headaches and shit. So God, that would have been that would have been funny. It would have been real bad because I honestly I would have I would have just ran out immediately. But I had the, my lady friend. Yeah, you're, trying to, your lady. I was friend. trying to be cool and like impress her and shit. So I was like, I, I didn't want to like just I, normally I would have just been like, I go home. I'm gonna take a bunch of Xanax. And, ah, you know that's what I would have done. It would have been amazing because Harrison was wearing a Klaus Nomi outfit. Yeah. Which uh, which is a, one of my favorite costumes I've ever seen. Uh, but you have like this yoga mat kind of vest that you made into the Klaus. Some Nomi guy thing. was like, "Why are you dressed as a carpet with a bow tie?" <laughs> <laughs> but how great would that have been yeah. if you like went full on like mushroom like epileptic fit? Yeah, and uh, your lady friend would have been like, "Okay, <laughs> how am I going to get home?" Uh, yeah, that, that's why I didn't drink that stuff. Mm. I was I kind of knew right off the bat. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go there. Fucking California. <laughs> and you end up staying there uh, later than I did. There's some weird I characters there like at that place. like 10 minutes later than you. Right. There's some weird characters at that place. There were some weird characters, man. Yeah. I got a bunch of email addresses. <laughs> I people. bet you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one thing I got to say is like, you might have been on a head full of mushrooms. Didn't really see that much of a difference in your regular personality. Oh. Seemed pretty much the same to me. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's all the years of drug use mm-hmm. just made you more tolerant to that type of thing. Well, the thing is, I don't do any drugs of that family, so I'm very susceptible to it. I know. You know? Maybe, uh, um, maybe it just wasn't that potent to have any kind of real effect. I mean, it did have an effect. It just didn't wasn't enough to trigger like, <laughs> trigger the complete mania. Yeah, to trigger the nightmare. <laughs> it was just enough to give me a little bit of mania and and hallucinations. I had a hard time driving home because I couldn't. Oh yeah, I forgot you yeah. drove too. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little. Oh man, to see like stuff, you know, lights and things. Wow. But yeah, I got fucking wasted. I didn't get up to like three thirty the next day. I only had like two. Dr- I, I don't know how many drinks I had. Two or three. Yeah, I had many, mm. amongst other things. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, people, go go check it out. Uh, Anton Lavey with uh, with Jane Mansfield. It's a pretty interesting relationship. Um, this is episode six hundred eight here of Sick and Wrong. We have Fistful of Steel coming up next, a special Halloween edition. But first. Here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Um, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Um, 
Well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horseshit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Steel. Is this D? Hey, hey, what's cracking? Not much. What's going on? I figure uh, you're probably right now like preparing your hol- your uh, Halloween treats and your your for the trick or treaters. So, what do you wear? Do you have a costume this year? Oh, I mean, fucking pop culture made that decision for me. I'm going as Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Yeah, I, I plan on being, I'm, I'm going to be sitting in the middle, if I get invited to a Halloween party, which nobody invites me to anymore because I basically don't show up to anything people ask me to show up to. But if I do get invited and I do wind up showing, I'm going to be sitting in the middle of the party in a director's chair playing grab ass with anybody who comes within arm's reach of me, and I'm going to be beating off into a fern. <laughs> just, just beat off in all the potted plants. That, 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 yeah, you're going to be the do. life of the party, for sure. Oh, yeah. And which begs the question, like half of these fucking things I read from these skanks in Hollywood that supposedly have been fucking defiled by Harvey Weinstein, it's about him like masturbating in front of him. I, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out where the crime is when somebody jerks off into a bathtub or into a, uh, a chrysanthemum. I, I mean, who's the victim there? The fucking plant in the tub or is it the girl? I don't even think it's a crime. <laughs> I, I guess you're not allowed to do that these days. You know, back in the 50s, you could jack off anywhere you wanted to. You know, but now, got to do it in privacy. Now it's frowned upon all it's, of a sudden. It's frowned oh, upon. No. Now it's sexual harassment. What God. the fuck? It, it, now, the, thing, the other thing about Halloween that I love so much, and I, I'm sure I've brought this up. On, I don't know if I've ever done it on this show, but I, I talk about it all the time. I see, I'm see. i glad to see that once again this year that the, the go-to costume for every fucking chick that lives in America is to go as a whore. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, someone, someone sent me an, a meme, you know, a picture. Um, uh-huh. of, uh, it said there are two kinds of women on Halloween and there's a group of just like the sluts, you know, they're dressed up as yeah. like slutty wonder woman or slutty fucking mm-hmm. Velma from the, from, uh, Scooby-Doo. And then the other side yeah. was, uh, just a chick that was like, just wearing this ugly fucking costume from Willy Wonka. You know, how, like some girls like just don't give a shit. Like they don't even want right. to look sexy. Whereas, whereas there's the other ones that are just like, I'm going to tart myself up and look super slutty. Make a slutty version yeah. of, like, Hillary Clinton or something. Everything's a slut. Like, the ones you're talking about that don't don't want to look sexy or whatever, they're not the ones that are posting selfies on Instagram. No, no, no. It's, it's the sexy, the ones that think they're sexy. Like, to me, it's like, okay. Like, I imagine this is how conversations go down amongst couples as they're preparing and dressing up to go to a Halloween party. I'm assuming sometime the girl looks at her boyfriend and says, hey, how do you like my costume? And he says, well, what exactly are you supposed to be? Exactly. And she goes, well, I'm a firefighter. She's got her sexy firefighter uniform on. And he goes, well, I'm surprised because it looks like you're going as a whore. And then she gets upset. Like, oh, why would you say that? How dare you call me a whore? He goes, and then he would say something like, well, I, look, honey, I don't see a lot of firefighters rescuing kittens from trees or putting out fires in their fishnets and fuck me pups. <laughs> Although, what would happen if the fire station's like, oh, okay, we, we just hired some female firefighters. Here's the uniform. 
It's based on the costumes that you wear on Halloween. Would well, that be a sexual then, harassment lawsuit? Oh, I'm, well, fuck that. Who's the fire chief? Harvey Weinstein? Or, <laughs> or I mean, who's, who's in charge of that firehouse? But then, then again, it's like these, these fucking... And I don't mind if a girl wants to go as a whore for Halloween. Like, oh, you're so original. You're going as a whore. Nobody's ever done that before. But if you want to go as a whore, let's call it what it is. Don't go as a whore and try to go under the guise that it's some sort of first responders uniform. I mean, how many slutty cops and slutty border patrol agents and slutty firefighters and all this shit, slutty paramedic outfits, how many of those do we have to see? <laughs> fucking unbelievable. So, do you fucking. hate Halloween? Do you just avoid it like the plague, like a venereal disease? It's horrible. The only thing I like about Halloween is I will... Uh, bring out my DVD of Blackula and Blackula 2 because I'm big into black exploitation horror movies uh, about black vampires uh, <laughs> haunting the streets of Los Angeles in 1970. It's very, very diverse of you, actually. I'm surprised. Yes, I'm, see, a lot of people think I'm racist, but when a racist sit around and watch Blackula and not only that, but the awful sequel, Blackula 2, I don't think so. So somebody give happen. me a little credit for having a little diver sense of, uh, diversity sensitivity training. So do uh, do a lot of kids come by your dorm room wait, looking for treats? I'm not uh, I'm not Kevin Spacey. I don't have 14-year-old <laughs> boys coming. <laughs> I'm not trying to molest 14. No, I have not. There are children where the dorm room is, otherwise known as Hate Mongers Comedy Lounge. Uh, the dorm room isn't real what you would say, I guess, user-friendly. It's not real neighborhood. For, neighbor, it's not real neighborly. There's not, it's kind of off the beaten path. We have never, in all my years of living there, which is what, close to 20 years, 15, 20 years, something like that, where I lived, I've never once seen even a child or anybody, probably never even once seen anybody uh, under the age. Well, I do. Now we have some college kids there. So there are some like 19 or 20 year olds that are living in the building with me. But before that, I don't think we ever saw anybody under the age of 30 anywhere near the dorm room. So wait, so are I don't these get college kids, are these college kids having uh, Halloween parties? They probably, well, tomorrow's the, I wasn't around over the weekend. So if they had some, they probably had it on a lot of Halloween parties are like that Saturday before uh, Halloween, Saturday, if Halloween yeah, falls during the week. So, I wasn't around, so maybe they did, and, and maybe they'll have some tomorrow night. I, I you know, because you know, college kids are big into that thing. To me, Halloween is just an annoying. It's like another group of cosplayers who want to play dress up for the night. It's it's awful. <laughs> I hate the superheroes and the the fucking. Oh, I'm going is is some. I mean, look at me. I'm a scarecrow, and then I hate all the fucking whores that dress up like. Oh, I'm a whore. It's just, it's Is too it much. a big deal? It's like, I was wondering about this. Is Halloween a bigger deal now than it was back like in the late 80s, early 90s when we were kids? Because I remember it was, you know, Devil's Night. We'd go out and we would commit some random acts of vandalism. And then Halloween, you know, you just kind of hang up. I don't recall like every fucking, you know, everyone having like these big, huge parties and all this stuff. Like in LA, people fucking lose their shit for Halloween. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's it's like everybody's birthday Halloween yeah, out there. It's, and I imagine it's a whole month. you know, I imagine people go all out with their costumes out there because there's probably you know, it's Hollywood and, and they oh, got yeah, access to all this Hollywood costumery that you know, some sort of costume shop down the street that caters to the stars and we can get the best <laughs> costumes on the planet. So yeah, it, I don't know where it became such a bit because when I was in like when I was in fucking high school, 
like, I don't remember like adults. Like, I don't remember my parents ever getting in a fucking, like, I don't remember my mom ever dressing up as a street whore. And then my dad <laughs> dressing up as fucking Superman or Batman or whoever the fucking superhero of night or the greatest American hero or whatever the superhero was from, from 1985 or dressing up as a $6 million man. I don't remember ever seeing them ever once dress in a costume. So I don't know where adults eventually hijacked this holiday. Well, it used to be back then, like your kids, you know, would you take them trick or treating and sometimes like the dad would wear like, Oh, I'll do a classic Dracula, you know, with some fangs or something. But it's like, you know, they didn't go into like all this detail that they do now. Oh, it's ridiculous. And if they did do the Dracula thing while well, they were taking the kids from the, you know, to, to the neighborhood to the, their neighbors' houses. I remember when I was a kid, like when I, like real little and, and our parents would take us around like, you know, the block to, to the people they knew all the, the houses of their friends and stuff that lived in the neighborhood. Like, the, the the fucking kids like if you went to a house that was cheap they'd fucking sprinkle in some fucking candy corn and a penny or something like that. <laughs> a few houses might give out an actual full size candy bar and those houses were the yeah, best. You'd rare. always go those back the under, best. Yeah, you knew that. Yeah, you'd you'd go you'd go around the bushes, put on a different outfit or you uh, costume, go back and get another fucking full size Snickers bar, and they it's wouldn't like realize where, where that the it was rich the same Jews kid. lived. It's like okay, let's go to Doctor uh, Kleinsberg's house. Let's get the big candies. Yeah. Those were the best people on the planet. The people that gave out the fucking apple or a fucking ruler or a pencil or something. Those the were the apple. biggest douchebags on, on the on the face of the earth. I but I remember when I was a real little kid, the parents would sprinkle in their shit little candy to the kids. And then they'd hand a beer to like my parents, like, hey, what? here's a beer. And yeah, when I was a kid, like all the parents that were taking their kids around, like, like when they went to houses of people they knew or whatever, that person would hand the parents a beer and throw candy to the kid. And so the parents would just be walking around the neighbor getting shit or neighborhood getting shit faced while their kids were running up the doors getting candy. <laughs> That's not too bad. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think they do that anymore. No hmm. two piece. Oh God forbid you drink in front of your children. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know what you should but do? I remember, I, I have a good idea for a Halloween costume for you. Why don't you go with Harvey Weinstein's potted plant? Oh, so somebody can jerk off into me all night long, so I'm covered in fucking jizz and spunk from people at just, the party, just, from other party goers. Just wear a fern outfit, and it's just like have a sign, and, and like maybe some like uh, I don't know, like Luberderm, and then a sign that just says Harvey Weinstein's come. <laughs> Just, just spunk <laughs> oozing off my leaves. And... There you go. I think that would be a popular outfit. You'd probably be invited back to the party next year. Um, um, and who wouldn't want me at their party? Yeah, you'd be the life of the party. Yeah, I kind of yeah. figured. I remember Wackerly had just this visceral hatred for Halloween. He thought it was just like Arrested Development. Like you know, these these millennials refuse to grow up, so they got to keep like acting like they're fucking children celebrating oh. Halloween. And so I, I share his disdain. Yeah. He and I, I know you mentioned about, about the, the parents that you remember, they put on some half-ass top job, nigger rigged, uh, uh, Halloween costume and they put like Dracula fangs in it, but it would, it wouldn't even be fat. They wouldn't go, they wouldn't even take the effort to go buy like a cheap pair of plastic fangs. They just use like their, your grandpa's fucking dentures or something. And, <laughs> And throw them in their mouth and oh, I'm Dracula. You know, I mean, they were so half hat. Nobody gave like nobody like planned anything out. They throw a costume together two minutes before they had to take their kid out trick or treating. Yeah, but this was pre-social media because now, yeah, 
you want to be like, I've had the best Halloween of anybody. Look at my pictures. You know, yeah. I think now but it's a, a good pressure back to do then this. taking their kid out. An adult back then would just like if he was going to be a superhero, he'd throw an Afghan or a blanket over the back to be his cape, and that would be his fucking cape. Oh, look at me. I'm a superhero. No, you're a grown adult with a fucking bedspread on the back of your fucking... <laughs> You know, but that's the way it was. Now everything's all (laughs) contrived and it's all bullshit. It's annoying. And people plan it out like six months in advance. You know, it's like they go over, they go all out for it. It's weird. Yeah. And they get up. I put Instagram. Yeah. And it's like prom now because like girls will get upset when they go to a Halloween party and there's some other whore wearing her whore outfit. Like, oh. (laughs) Look at her. She's she's trying to be the light. She's trying to get all the attention by being sexy. Well, what do you think you're doing? You're both dressed like fucking whores. <laughs> Still you know? actually gets mad at the, uh, the the women wearing slutty outfits. Whereas yeah, I think all the rest I'm, of us are like, I'm going to take a picture of this for uh, for later. Put this in the spank bank. Yeah, I mean, but it's just it's just too much. It's too much over. It's too much sensory overload for one time. And it's like now they're trying to out whore each other, and there's it's just. <laughs> It's like, it's jump the shark, the 15 minutes of the whore outfit. I, I've seen it. We've all seen it. Come up with something new. <laughs> Fucking whores. Well, this is another addition here, A Fistful of Steel. Um, Steel sent me several rants here. Uh, let's start with this one. Uh, the, you know, I actually know what you're talking about here. Um, someone sent this story into Sick and Wrong. I don't believe we've done it yet, but someone was like, they prefaced it by saying, wow, I'm sure Steele was a regular VIP customer here. And, cool. uh, and you, you'll understand what I'm saying when you listen to this rant. I am absolutely disgusted and beside myself. I mean, I just read where a couple is being arrested for pimping out a disabled woman for sex. This is fucking awful. It's, a, it's an absolute travesty. I mean, what type of world are we living in these days where these type of headlines are even in the news? It's, it's just, it's so disgusting and against humanity. I mean, I mean, what type of world are we living in where we are arresting businesses for hiring the handicapped? I mean, that's a travesty of justice. These pimps were only adhering to the equal opportunity laws. Oh, well, apparently it's okay to let the handies fold clothes down at the Duol Center or make them mop the shitters at McDonald's, but it's not okay to let the handies actually give handies. This is discrimination at its worst. It's bad enough that the able-bodied already get all the good modeling and all the good office jobs, but now they get all the good whore jobs, too. If there was ever something to take a knee for during the anthem, well then, (laughs) this is it. Let these tards make a living. As you can see, uh, or as you can tell here, that people were were thinking that Steele's probably a VIP customer at this house. Did you happen to know these people? <laughs> yeah, they live in they live two stores <laughs> down at the dorm room. Did you get a discount, like a punch card? Like if they give you a card, you got ten punches, you get like an extra handy for free. So it's like a subway. It's like eating at Subway. If you, you're a frequent flyer or something, you get some sort of benefit or some sort of incentive to continue being a patron. Uh, patron. Yeah, I think that's the way it works. You know, there's been a lot of uh, handicapped, disabled people um, uh, in the news. Did You know, we talked about this last week at Sick and Wrong, but did you hear about the dad who wrote a blog about why he masturbates his profoundly disabled son? 
Yeah, somebody tagged me in that on Facebook. <laughs> oh, actually, so I, I think no I choice, did. But... I think I did. I posted okay. that and I tagged you in that. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> well, I was hoping that you were wanna... I was hoping you'd be I eating see a ponderosa. Time for breakfast. <laughs> I, I figured you'd be like, days. I figured you'd be eating at ponderosa or something, and then you'd see it, open it on your Facebook, you'd be like, "God damn it!" Just ruined well, your it, meal. It, it, I couldn't eat dairy that day for three days because if I see something like that, dairy's out for three days. I can't eat dairy. So you fucked up my breakfast. That wasn't fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, uh, Harrison was saying for like 400 bucks, he'd do it. And so I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of people out there willing to help the disabled. So what about these Johns that are like, you know what? I guess I could go to an able-bodied hooker or I could help the disabled and go to a retarded hooker. Well, I think it shows you the kindness that would be in somebody's heart that would pay. Because, I mean, you're not doing it. There is no whore, disabled or abled body, that's doing it for free. It's their job. That's what they do. That's how they make a living. So, yeah, it would. It, it's it's like, it, yeah, it's like hiring the fucking retard to, to mop the floors at Burger King. It's a nice gesture from that business owner. Therefore, I think these pimps are basically just business people. They're business owners. So they hire this handicapped disabled woman that they have and pimp her out so she can go out and feel like she's part of society, contribute to society, work, feel like she's, you know, doing something productive. And yet the cops arrest the pimps for doing what I think is just a nice gesture. It's bullshit. I think it's, see? it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Trump, see, Trump's bringing jobs back to America, you know, well, right here. It's like building exactly. the economy, making America great again. You can go and He's have sex trying. with the disabled. <laughs> He's definitely trying. But um, then yeah. some of these cops, these bullies, these Gestapos, these jackbooted thugs go in and arrest the person who employs the disabled, you know, Fucking to bonkers. go and perform a job, a service in, in return for compensation. And I mean, that's not what America's about. The only problem I had with this whole story, and I don't know if you uh, remember this detail, but it's not like you're going you know, to the bunny ranch here and like having sex with her on like a, a water bed with silk sheets. They had mm-hmm. her in the shed. So like she was out back in the shed on like a pile of hay or something. I I, I well, know that it sounds like it's realistic, like it's an authentic experience having sex with a retarded person who lives in the shed. And maybe some people are into that, but I think she could have made yeah. more money if she had the water bed with the satin sheets. Yeah. But you got to realize this is a, this, this business, from what I understand, it didn't last. Right. This is a startup business. You can't always start. You know, you have to b- learn to build a brand, build a business, build a clientele. And I think they were in the early stages. It's it's like you know when when Domino's Pizza first started, Tom Monahan opened a shit little store in Detroit. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, he opens another store across town, and then another one, and then before you know it. Domino's is nationwide and they tried to deliver it to you before the pizza gets cold and the Noid steps in and then he owns the Detroit Tigers and now he owns a city down in Florida because of his success through Domino's pizza. So you can't always start. uh, I mean, their plan may be to get out of the shed and get that, that place with the water bed and the silk sheets, but you got to realize this is a startup business. This is something that's just, it's a mom and pop shop to begin with the mom and pop being the two pimps and then the disabled woman being their employee. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a little time to, to actually build up a, a successful business. It doesn't happen overnight. That's why they say location, location, location. Yeah. You know, and maybe they're cutting costs by having her in the back, you know, in the, in the shed. 
you know, yeah, it's, a lot it's all about overhead. <laughs> yeah, silk right, sheets the, are expensive. <laughs> the next rant we have here has to do with corn pops, which I'm amazed that you would be ranting about corn pops. It's a popular cereal. It's delicious. Well, you know political correctness has gotten completely out of hand when cereal box covers are caving to their demands. Oh, yes, somebody just complained that the corn pop janitor on the back of the box was the only brown corn pop on the entire box. And supposedly having a brown corn pop janitor is, oh, you guessed it, racist. Okay, America, we get it. Everything is racist and everyone is a rapist. Listen, it's not like Kellogg's had the brown corn pop picking cotton. Now, sure, maybe that would have been a little racist, but how is a brown corn pop janitor a racist? I'd argue that's a hell of a lot less racist than having a jobless brown corn pop. They gave the brown corn pop a good, steady-paying job, and one that probably comes with health insurance and a 401k plan, mind you. Every place needs a fucking janitor, from schools to adult movie theaters. After all, someone's got to clean up the shitters and the jizz They're not going to clean themselves. Now, because of public outcry, Kellogg's is caving to these demands and they're going to get rid of this brown corn pop janitor. Well, good job, assholes. You've just doubled the brown corn pop unemployment rate. So why don't you all just give yourselves a great big pat on the back? First of all, how is a brown corn pop janitor offensive to black and or brown people? If anything, it's offensive to janitors. If anyone should be offended by this, well, frankly, it's Schneider from One Day at a Time. After all, he devoted his entire life to the handyman and janitorial arts, and now you're basically telling him that a stupid fucking corn pop could do his fucking job? <laughs> Look, if you want to get mad about racist cereal box characters, then why don't you pricks aim your wrath at the Rice Krispies elves? All three of those little fuckers are as white as the day is long. You mean to tell me that the Rice Krispies guys couldn't find themselves a single black elf, not even so much as a fucking octoroon? What, are there no elf women? I suppose that there aren't any gender-fluid, gender-questioning, pansexual, two-spirit elves either. Yeah, whatever. Perhaps these Rice Krispie dicks need to check their straight white male elf privilege. Yeah, that is true. You know, they, they, the elves are all white. Are they the Aryans? Yeah. Are they the, 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 the Nazis or something? The uh, well, I mean, they, ha- they wear those little elf hats, but those elf hats could just as easily be a white hood at the rate they're going. I mean, they're all white. They're honky from all three of them. So, okay, how discernible was this brown corn pop as as being like a janitor i mean was he doing something that a janitor would do like mopping the floor yeah it's on the back of the box it's it's a whole bunch of corn pop people you know they're hanging out like corn uh, they're trying to make like corn pop into like little people characters and they're all the yellow corn pops and then there's the brown corn pop in the middle, like everybody else is like, I don't even think everybody else is working. They're just there having a good time, socializing, all the other corn pops. And then the the black or the brown corn pop is like in the middle of the picture pushing a mop. So he's cleaning up after all the yellow corn pops. Yeah, the yellow corn pops are spilling their beer and their whiskey on the floor and, you know, food, knocking over food on the floor. And then this that's the brown corn pop is like their servant. And having so to clean if, up. if anything right. else, I mean, if 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 they're going to say he's racist, at least let's say he's just sort of racist. Because I mean, he is. If he's inside the building with a mop, he's like a house slave. He's not like a field slave. He's not out picking cotton. He's in the house. So he's he's he, like on the yeah, higher I mean, echelon of the brown corn pop slave trade. 
I mean, so no one else was doing anything like any kind of house cleaning. They were just partying, drinking, and just this one hapless corn brown corn pop was doing the sweeping. Yeah, he was he was cleaning up after all the yellow corn pops, and and I mean, let's face it, the other corn pops. I mean, yellow in in terms of if you call somebody a yellow man or yellow skin person, they're usually Asian, so that's kind of a minority too. So I don't know exactly why it's racist because of the brown corn pop, but I do know the other corn pops look like they were having a ball. An absolute <laughs> blast. You know, this reminds me, did you ever watch the show Fraggle Rock? Yeah, years ago, back in 30 years ago on HBO. Do you remember there'd be all these Fraggles hanging out, doing their thing, fucking partying or whatever? And then meanwhile, there'd be these like little brown guys named Doozers. And the Doozers... I- I had to do all the fucking work. They're like fucking building all the, the homes and building on this stuff. Fraggles come around, kick the homes down and make fun of the doozers. Where was well, the outrage back then? People didn't see people. There was no, first of all, the political correct police didn't even come into existence until about 15 years ago. Uh, so they weren't around back then. And people had lives back then. They didn't give a shit. They, they weren't looking for racism or whatever. And they didn't see racism where it didn't exist as they do now. They just manufacture it. So, oh, we got a, we got a burnt fucking corn pop. Oh, this is racist. He's darker than the others. He's pushing a mop. So everybody's off. <laughs> where, meanwhile, the other fucking corn pops are, like, hitting on each other, trying to get laid for the night. This fucking poor guy's stuck working. So what, okay, so let me think about this way. I want to write Kellogg and see if were there other corn pops sexually harassing other corn pops? Because, I mean, you said that all the corn pops are sitting there partying, spilling their whiskey, drinking. I'm sure there were a few corn pops masturbating into potted plants in front of other shock corn pops. Well, you know, my question now that you bring that up, uh, have we ever stopped to think that maybe the brown corn pop is Bill Cosby? (laughs) <laughs> and all these other ones that are leaving drinks unattended, all these other corn pops. So you're about Could to possibly, are, you, are you implying that a bunch of these corn pops are about to pass out? And then uh, I'm implying that dealt. maybe Bill Cosby is disguising himself as a janitor. Once all these other people start drinking a little bit and they leave their drink unattended, that he might maybe dump a little Spanish fly into a drink or two and then wind up some of these corn pops and wake up the next morning and feel violated. That's all I'm saying. I, you know, I could, I could definitely see that happening. I could see that happening. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's something to consider. I think there's a lot of sexual harassment going on in that picture. We should write to uh, Kellogg's about that. All right, we have one more rant to get to. Uh, this one is about, wow, the mire. I haven't thought about the mire in a while. For people who yeah. aren't familiar with the mire, the mire is like, it's a wonderful store. It's like a 24-hour store. And they sell more than just, like, groceries. They sell, like, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, it's like, like a Midwest supplies. Walmart. It's like a Midwest Walmart. And I think it started yeah. in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I think they're only in Michigan and, and Indiana, right? Or in Ohio and Michigan? Uh, yeah, I think Ohio's got a few now. Wow, I'm just surprised you, you have such great Meyer knowledge. Do you know the history of Meyer Because they are from Grand Rapids. That's yeah, you know, I, know, I dated a girl from Grand Rapids and she took me to the first Meyer and they have like a, like a statue, like a bust of Henrik Meyer in front of it. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is the first Meyer. I had no yeah. idea, but you know, as a wow. kid, I was always quite fond of Meyer because you know, there's nothing fucking to do in Bay city, especially when you're like under 21. So we used to like sneak out 
and we get really high usually. But then just go walk around the mire and just like steal bulk candy, skateboard on shit until you get kicked out. Sometimes you'd yeah, meet chicks there. Yeah, no, it, was, it was definitely like uh, if you wanted to do something at 3 a.m., that's pretty much it. I also love the fact that they had like an inter like they had phones placed around the store. They had like a secret code intercom, except the whole town knew the secret code, so you could get on there and pick up the intercom and then like broadcast over the entire store. Like, uh, yeah, we're we're looking for Droopy Mams. Has anybody seen Droopy Mams? Is there any- is Droopy Mams in the building? And like the whole store would be laughing, and they try to catch the perpetrator, but so they get to that phone. Yeah, and then you'd move to another phone on the other side of the store and get on there and, you know, it was a I good time. We, me and Kessler used to page the sweat hogs. It's Freddy Boom Boom Washington there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. I'm assuming, I haven't, I haven't done that in years, I'm assuming they've changed the code. I, at least I hope by now they maybe realize that we, our code, the whole fucking state knows we... Maybe that's what you should do for Halloween. Put on the Harvey Weinstein potted plant outfit, go to the mire, and just start paging sweathawks. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> You'll get tased. All right, we have yeah. uh, this is the last rant here about the Meyer Bakery, which I don't even remember that. I just saw the news report on a story about a baker at a Meyer store who was found to have had hepatitis A. And now health officials are very concerned that some of the baked goods might have been infected with the virus. Oh, isn't this just wonderful and tasty? Look, it doesn't surprise me that this hepatitis A found its way into the baked goods. I mean, after all, Meyer has always been known to use cheap ingredients. Well, it looks like they just jewed us again. Oh, that's right. They can't even use the two better grade hepatitises. No, instead of tossing some hep B in the carrot cake or sprinkling some hep C on the donuts, they chintz out and give us hep A in the dinner rolls. If hepatitis A, B, and C were the three stooges, well, frankly, hepatitis A would be the Joe Besser of the stooges. Hep A is basically the non-alcoholic beer of the hepatitises. It's the O'Doul's of hepatitis. Sure, it tastes and smells a little bit like hepatitis, but it's got no kick. How are you fucks going to try to Jew us again next week? Tell us that you put AIDS in the cream puffs, only to find out that you use the magic Johnson aids and not the real Liberace aids? Look, if you're going to have your bakers put infectious sexually transmitted diseases in the baked goods, then at least have the common courtesy to use the top shelf shit. Stop trying to cut corners, assholes. That is some bullshit. I agree with you there. Um, So hepatitis A, that's not the bad one, is it? Like, what what did Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson have? I don't remember what they had, but hepatitis A is like, like it's not like chronic. It's like you have it and you're cured like in a week. It's, I think it's past actually somebody, what I actually, I actually wrote that rant like a month ago or something. I think I put it on Facebook and somebody who's in the medical community said, Oh, well you should know this, but hepatitis A isn't really, it's because I I put sexually transmitted disease in the rant. They said, it's not a sexually transmitted disease. You get it from like fecal matter touching your ass. Well, I mean, that could be a sexually transmitted disease if you're into anal sex or analingus. Yeah. I mean, to say in Germany, I think that's probably fairly common. Yeah, you know? or Japan where they're into scat and you're shitting on people's yeah, bellies and stuff. movies. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's still, I mean, okay, so it's not usually passed through vaginal or other fluids. It's passed through, like, fecal fluids and shit. Okay, I get it, but it's still kind of sexually transmitted. But it's like, regardless of how they get it, it's like kind of like, oh, well, I have it. Oh, I'll just, I think you get like a fucking, uh, 
it, it just goes away like in a couple of days or you maybe get like an antiviral Do you turn medication and like your liver What's your that? liver failure is that the hepatitis C I think that C and B I think can do oh, that because okay. I think C and B are chronic like problems like they stay with you for a long time you can manage them and you but you need like long-term medication but what I understand like a fucking hepatitis A is like a fucking having a cold it just fucking goes away and it doesn't really cause too many you know major problems when you have it I think some people can even have it and not even know they have it so I'm you know, uh, you know I'm, I just I'm still kind of concerned I don't mean to go back to a previous point here but how did the feces get into the baked goods well, I mean, again, the baker uh, probably didn't wash his, probably wiped his ass and didn't wash his hands or, or forgot to wash his hands. Or maybe he did it intentionally. Maybe he stuck a finger in the butt and said, fuck it. I, I hate working here. I hate wow. the people I work with. God. I hate this fucking company. I hate the customers. I'm just going to fucking stick my finger in my ass and then fucking twirl it around in the fucking, uh, in the cookie dough, you know. <laughs> See, this is what freaks me out when I go to, that's why, like, if I go to Taco Bell, I'm, I'm so nice. I'm, like, super polite to people. Oh, you have to be. You never know what they might do. I'm surprised you haven't eaten public at all. Like, I figured you'd be, like, kind of, like, freaked out about all that. Um, well, I, 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 I don't eat a lot in public. If I do eat in public, I usually grab it and take it home. I don't, I don't even, like... I try not to be in public. I try to be in public as little as possible. But I did, I mean, I don't want to go back to a, I think I did a rant a while ago about the Subway sandwich artist, but like when I go oh, to yeah, Subway. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, I don't like sandwich artists coming from out of the blue, like from the back room, because I don't know if they just came from the crapper. And, you know, I need to see my sandwich artist from the time I walk in the door to the time he starts preparing my sandwich. And I would, it's kind of the same with me at any restaurant, or it probably would be the same with me if I were to go to this Meyer bakery. Uh, I can assure you for the next couple of weeks, I will not be eating any type of pastry out of the Meyer bakery. I can assure you of that. What about a Cinnabon? Uh, well, I won't be eating the Cinnabon if they sell it at the Meyer bakery. <laughs> Yeah, I would I trust the Cinnabon since the last time I was in an airport. I, I get them sometimes at airports, but we don't have one around here. I, see, I remember Wackerly used to uh, take the piss out of me for this, but he used to say that like I would say I I steer clear of eating stuff that's like in public, like like clam chowder stuff that's like really viscous. You know, something that would be easily it'd be easy for you to disguise your semen. I don't like to oh. do that in public. I like sour cream on a br I'm not going to eat it. I have no idea what someone might be putting in that. Whereas, like, you yeah, know, if, if I'm unwrapping it myself, I'm, then I'm okay with it. Like, I'll, I can go buy some yogurt from a store, and if it's unwrapped and untouched, I, I don't mind that. But it's like, yeah, right. in, in public, that's like a Cinnabon. How would you know if it's not covered in semen or if it's covered in actual icing? You don't. That's the gamble you take as an American. You just you put it in your mouth and you hope for the best. You roll the dice and hope that it's fucking what it says it's supposed to be and that there's not some sort of special or secret ingredient in it. But you can, you know, there are, I mean, and I understand your, your same point because I'm the same way. I, I like to open my own shit and I want yeah. it sealed and I like to pop the fucker open. But you do every once in a while you hear stories of where somebody's not jerking off into it at the store or at the restaurant. There's somebody sometimes in the yogurt factory that gets pissed off at management or employees and says, fuck this. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to jerk off into the yogurt. And that, so it's in the yogurt by, before it even leaves the factory. So you're always, there's always a risk, especially in this country. We're so spunk happy and everybody's always stroking out their salty liquid dick sugar and everything. 
you never mm-hmm. know when there's a white dairy-like product or a creamy-like product where you could be eating just a bowl full of spunk at any time in this country. I, th- I think that's true. And, you, yeah, you really never know if you're just, like, eating semen. God. Yeah, and that's why you, you never – you always want to ask the person's name anytime you're around these dairy products of who's making it because if, if Peter North is anywhere near the place, you want to steer clear of eating it because <laughs> – he just comes gallons at a time, just gallons of cum. Yeah, that guy's that guy's very gifted in that. Yeah, he, I think yes. he's better than John Holmes and uh, and a lot of the other guys. Well, Ron Jeremy, I imagine, is pretty decent at it too. But at least those guys now. are. It's probably at, a little dry. Probably. At least those guys aren't probably. making baked goods, so that's a good thing. Anyway, steel. Um, uh, yeah, that was a splendid uh, uh, fistful of steel, and I and I hope you do enjoy your Halloween. Um, I imagine the, the, uh, Harvey Weinstein potted plant costume would require a lot more effort than you're willing to put into it. Um, but yeah, enjoy <laughs> Blackula. <laughs> yeah, I no, I will. Works. Believe me, I got it ready to, I'm firing it up right if I get right as I get off the phone. So, <laughs> all right, well, we'll be back next month with another fistful of steel until then take it sleazy. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DIDDLE for the offer code upon checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, DIDDLE, at AdamandEve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Remember, people, when you call the Secure Hotline, you got to keep it under three minutes. Uh, let's see. The first call has to do with a guy who's trying to teach us something. Don't you love when our listeners are like, you guys are retarded. We're going to, I'm going to call in and actually teach you, impart some knowledge. Right. This guy is telling us about some medical facts. All right. Hey, Harrison, I have a quick medical sick and wrong fact for you. I'm listening to the episode about the man who had severe burns because he jumped into the uh, Burning Man. So what he probably died from is septic shock from getting an infection because the skin is no longer uh, holding the, uh, the germs back. But also what would be interesting to know is that he probably got about 90-degree burns circumferential around his chest, which means that he wasn't breathing when he got into the ER because the skin hardened when it burned. So what they would have to do is make several incisions across the chest and all the way around, maybe about a good five or six of them, in order for him to breathe again. So this guy has almost no skin left. Most of the muscles are cut circumferentially. So he probably died freezing to death and uh, a lot of pus moving out. Quick sticking around. Talk to you guys later. A lot of pus what? Well, you were saying that uh, they cut his skin off, yeah, so yeah. his skin got infected. Mm-hmm. Did he die in like in the hospital? I thought I thought the guy fucking burned. That's what I thought death. too. That's what I thought too. I, I mean, maybe maybe I'm mistaken here, but 
I, I don't know if he's he might like, have been alive a little while, while longer after they pulled him out. I don't know. I forget. I mean, did, I forget, did the thing collapse on him? Yeah. I thought he like I thought when you just burned to death, I thought it was your blood boiling that kills you. No, no, this was we were debating this last time, remember? Because because there, there's the people who was like, it's the smoke inhalation that oh, yeah, kills you before you burn, you know? Or like there's the, you know there's there's all everybody's got theories on it. I don't know. Um, I do know. This guy burden, says that you you would die from although skin infections. I don't know how that's better than, but by the t- I feel like by the time your skin is burned away enough to get a skin infection, you already you're doesn't probably matter. gonna yeah you're probably at comatose that at that yeah. point anyway already, or just clinging. To I don't life. know how you'd even be conscious at that point from all the pa- from the pain from the horrible horrible pain. Well, this dude's making it sound like he looked like uh, remember Frank from Hellraiser one. Yeah. <laughs> when he was oh, yeah. coming back and he was just yeah. like not even just sinew and, right. and some muscle. And he was just like, kiss me, baby. Yeah. But that, it's not, that How guy did he not get like an him. infection? Maybe this guy's Yeah, wrong. exactly. I don't that know. I, I, I challenge your theory there. Or that, that, uh, that guy had wed the children's show in the 1980s where he had an inside out body. <laughs> Slim Goodbody. Slim Goodbody. Yeah, yeah, what about Slim Goodbody there? He's walking around like everything's fine. Yeah, come on, Dr. Phil. Tell mm. us all these medical facts. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if he died that way. I thought, I mm. thought the guy died at Burning Man. I didn't know he was taken to the ER. He at died, that point, why even take him to the ER? He died of a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> and 27th degree burns also. Yeah. Yeah. Very gnarly. <laughs> um, all right. Next call we have here is a guy who, who needs something in his life. He, he seems like he has a void that needs to be filled. Uh, get in line. Gays, what's up? Uh, you know, for for years, sick and wrong has been some sort of kind of like gay coming out line for many people. We got the Brazilian waiter sucking cock or whatever the whatever that guy was talking about. Well, he's he's saying sick and wrong's a gay coming out line for people. I think he's. I think he's forgetting what words mean. Uh, but I think what he's trying. What he's trying to say in a, in a very rudimentary way. What he's trying to say is that um, people who have their first gay experiences share them on this show. Okay, so it's it's one of those. It's a safe space where you can call and anonymously share your desires yeah. and, and your uh, your experiences without any judgment except from us except from us being yeah. total pricks about everything <laughs> so uh, i'm assuming yeah. this guy is probably going to talk about his desire to suck some dick right or something well try to get more than 20 bucks i'm not gay that's that's a great thing that's debatable pre- yeah, yeah preface <laughs> it's like i'm not racist <laughs> Yeah, when you when but, you when you preface that statement, yeah. <laughs> I'm not racist, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I'm not racist. But research shows that black people are intellectually inferior to white people. You know, <laughs> how are you not racist then, sir? Come on, <laughs> I wrote the bell curve. But all I'm maybe this is an exact question. I, I don't know. You but are. My point is, is that is this gay? I need more than a fistful of steel. Okay. He needs two fists at once. <laughs> that takes a lot of anal training, sir. That takes a lot, a lot of it. He's a know? foot full of steel. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's, like, it's, it's already sounding pretty gay, whatever he's asking. Goatsy, if you need more than one fist, and you, you seek help. Uh, 
I need more than a fistful of steel. Approaching Goatsy sounds like a really cute sitcom or like a movie. Approaching Goatsy. Approaching Goatsy. It sounds like a rom com. Yeah, it does, right? Like it could be. Yeah. Like you know, you know what? What was that uh, movie where he it's was like... an uptight urban accountant? <laughs> she was a carefree Burning Man, you know, uh, graphic designer. I'm trying. There's a Hugh Grant movie that I'm thinking of that would be perfect if you just swapped Hugh Grant out with Goatsy. <laughs> Notting Hill? <laughs> Maybe it's Notting Hill is okay. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Almost any Hugh Grant movie. If you put Goatsy in it, yeah. Goatsy doesn't even have to say anything. He just has to sit there with his asshole spread apart. <laughs> Love, and... <laughs> actually. You know, they originally were going to call Love, actually, anal prolapse, actually. So that's probably what we're talking about here. <laughs> uh, is that gay? Uh, you guys are funny. Dean Harrison, you Jews. You fucking Ebs, whatever. Half. Um, congratulations, you live in LA, you you wear all black, you're fucking hilarious. Blah blah blah. But <laughs> where's the white trash contingent to the show? I mean Did he did he say how about da? Like uh, <laughs> I didn't think girl? he said blah blah blah. Oh, okay, but okay. that, that would work mm. though. Um Where's the white trash? Look. The white trash contingent. Mm. Really? Well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I need more than a fistful of steel. And I'm not gay. It's uh, it's hot as fuck. You know, I'm sitting in the air conditioning. I'd be out dipping. I'd be out getting some pussy right now. But but here I am. I made an air conditioning fort. I stapled some towels. You would be getting pussy if you weren't gay. <laughs> If I weren't frantically masturbating to anal prolapse videos. <laughs> masturbating to mm. pictures in Steele's Facebook. Mm. He stapled some towels. I'm, I'm he said he sounds like he built a fort in yeah. his weird gay house. Holes mm. against the wall near the air conditioner because I can't even. I'm about to die of fucking heat stroke. Uh, but, you know, I'm a Patreon supporter. Here's the bottom line. I'll get to the point. But I, you know, I support you fag fucking fags on Patreon. Thank but you. If you could get fucking from the Ville back on the air, <laughs> I'll double the support for you, and I will match that from the Ville. Oh, do you want us to get Firefly back on the air too? <laughs> should we? Should we get? Should we tackle that project too? What do you want? What else? Do you remake want? the Love Boat. Mm. Um, or even just bring Steel on for some roundtable shit. But like, yeah, that would be interesting. You know, we start our own network. You know, give him the show. You know, I've yeah. actually been talking to Steele mm. about uh, doing something, like doing like a blog or pay, even a Patreon page just for mm. Fistful of Steel. Right. Because, I mean, it's hard for us to have him on like mm. more than once a month, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of tough because we have a lot of stuff going on in the show. Mm. And, I, I, you know, it's not like a weekly segment. I do love having Steele on, but Plus it's he's a like pain a, in the ass. He's like, and he's also like a half and half, right? A half and half. What do you mean? Well, like what? half black, half white. Yeah, he's a African. <laughs> no, like, no, like half half of our listeners, half gay, half just straight. turn him off when he comes <laughs> on, and then the other half actually listen to him. Right? He's a very polarizing figure, yeah, if that's right. what you mean. But yeah, yes. about the other thing too, it's like he's three hours ahead of us, so it's also kind of this timing is very difficult. So it's yeah. it's hard to like be able to do a weekly consistent show with Steel. Mm. However. I was chatting with him about like, you know, you should just start your own Patreon thing. Maybe mm. like have people donate two bucks a month and you could post like, 
you know, five rants a week or whatever you want to do with it. Mm. And you could just do it on your own time. Why did they cancel the show? Because the other guy coached Little League or something? Like, stop coaching Little League. What the uh, fuck? Where are your priorities at, bro? You know? their, sh their show, I you know, I love their show. It's kind of like, we're kind of uh, like sister it was like a sister show to sick and wrong we were sisters right <laughs> we were uh, we the, were the sisters the sisterhood of the traveling yeah. pants <laughs> the sisterhood of the deformed and uh retarded but yeah we we uh definitely um had a connection with that podcast just because uh they were also from michigan um but steel was a good friend of mine uh, it was martin who had the issue because he was, you know, Martin had his own extracurricular life. Like he like, you know, coached little league with his kid and he's got like a family and all that. And I don't know, I don't know where he worked, but anyway, a parent found out about that podcast and then freaked out and told like the administrator of baseball and the school. And then they, they tried to say that they were like, you know, uh, a risk to children to have them around. It was Did like it was get total paid? bullshit. Is this something he got paid for? Yeah, that was the job they had. Oh, it was a job. Oh, yeah, he got I, paid. This oh, is his thing. Okay, he likes okay. to do uh, coach Little League and got football, it. and I don't know what else he does. Okay, I thought it was a volunteer thing. No, it sucked. Mm. And so then, you know, it had like real life consequences. So I think he was just like, all right, fuck the show. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I have a wife and kid. And it kind of sucked for Steel because Steel's mm. kind of you know, technologically just inept. And so he couldn't do it himself. But now, you know, I mean, those rants that I play on the show, he records himself. So that's what I was telling him. It's like, dude, record your rants. So put it on a blog. I bet you people might like it. There's lots, I mean, there are lots of people that do listen to the show that like mm. Steel. Lots of people that hate Steel. The ones that hate Steel won't subscribe to the Patreon. Right. Makes sense to me. I hate real life consequences. Yeah. Well, I, I highly doubt you have any. I don't have many either. <laughs> uh... I mean, that motherfucker is funny as fuck, and, you know, especially in this time of Trump and shit. And by the way, I want to say that, like, ball canal fingering story, and then the dad whacking off his son, like, I had to turn it off in my commute to work to fucking dry heave out the window. That shit was fucked. It was good, man. It was you know, yeah, it was, it was kind of fun. Actually, the, the the fingering thing, I was like, ah, whatever about it. the sun thing. I'm when you proposed it to me, I was like, swing. I, I, I driving over here, I actually felt like I actually felt like I was going to a job. I was like, I don't, want, I don't want to talk about this today. I don't want to. Ah, I felt like, and then once I did it, it was actually pretty funny. Yeah, you know? I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think so, you came around. Yeah, literally. So, you know. <laughs> That was fucking gross, though, dude. I gotta admit, that was gross. Yeah, it was gross. It was like, but I mean, I read that. You know, a lot of people sent that article in, and I was, or that the blog post or whatever that dad wrote, and I was like, ah, we gotta talk about this. If you don't have the picture of the kid in your head, it's a lot. It's easier to swallow. I feel like. I feel you know, and I'm not being literal. That no, that picture of that kid. Ah, yeah. No, it's 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 gnarly. It's truly, turn your stomach. It is, yeah. yeah it's stomach turning. It, it'll it'll turn you into an atheist if you ain't one already. <laughs> let me tell you. So the show is still good, but I need I need more than a fistful of steel. I probably need like an ass full of steel. So sounds like, I said, like it. Mm. I will. I'll hook you guys up. How about an ass full of fists? <laughs> we'll meet you halfway. Just let's get some fucking back like from the veil type shit, like some white trash. Like racist, homophobic, like shitty, totally dirtbag commentary. 
America needs it. Uh, you guys, I hate you, and I, frankly, you know, I'll spit on you if I ever see you in public. Fuck off. Bye. He'll sit on us? Spit on you. Oh, okay. Yeah. He'll sit he'll on you. sit on my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you have a selective attention span. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I don't know what, you guys don't feel I'm white trash enough, you know? For the show, I don't, think, I don't think either one of us really fits that bill. Because like half of my, you know, my biological family, half of us uh, just like West Virginia white trash. Do you Good think old, you know what? Uh, drunk trash. Well, the, what the one thing I wonder about? What do white trash people want to talk about masturbating their disabled children? Like, come on. <laughs> well, la de da, Mister Masturbating your Muslim gay, your Muslim retarded son. Jesus, you sit up yeah. there with your elitist yeah. education, okay? Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Look um, at you writing your fancy blogs about about incestual sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of my favorite things about, uh, and I think why people, a lot of people related to From the Ville is because they had a lot of people from that community, people I went to high school with that would just come on the show. And I, I think it was, I think a lot of mm. it was like an inside joke. I think if you listen to it, you would get it. Yeah. I thought it was funny because I actually knew these people. I see. And when they're talking about going to like fat chick parties and things like that, I was just mm. like, wow, I could totally see that happening. Mm. But it resonated with people like this guy, you know? These guys that are like approaching Goatsy. Right. He's only probably maybe a year away from spreading his asshole so far that he could shove like softballs in it. I see. You know? Yeah. While he awaits for steel <laughs> to, to release some more rants. But yeah, I don't know. I told him about Patreon. The thing is with steel, he's got his own thing going on. He's also not the most tech savvy guy in the world. Mm. I kind of explained it to him and I was like, I was like, dude, I'll prepare the graphics for you. Just got to like post it. And he's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I think he's just like, he's scared of technology. Hmm. So, hey. I mean, the guy had a flip phone up until like last year. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, and I don't think he even got a cell phone until 2012. Oh, that's late. Uh, still, yeah. That's pretty late. Wow. So, so there you go. Hmm. You know, maybe you'll get some more Fistful of Steel or maybe you can listen to this shitty subpar podcast. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I try to, you know, I try to keep it low. Low bar as I can, you know. Low brow. Punching down. Yeah, that's what Harrison likes to do. That's what I like to do. You know, punch down at all the people below me. Punching which is, down, which is like maybe the guy who masturbates his son is <laughs> like really the. That was the only time where I'm like, yeah, this, this might be punching down. Every other time, I'm punching across. I'm punching across, or I'm punching up. You know? I, feel, I feel like I'm, yeah, like there's punching there's, up, there's, punching there's, across. Yeah, there's nothing below me. And you know, to be honest, me? we weren't making fun of the son. No. And that son was just getting jacked off. He yeah. was happy. Right. We were making fun of the dad. Right. That's what we were doing. And, you know, we weren't really laughing at him as much as we were with him. Yeah. No, I was just kind of, uh, uh, you know, considering the son in horror more so than making fun <laughs> of him. So, there you go. Yeah, don't picture that when you're having sex. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I, I try not to. <sighs> You know, like you're like, I got to delay orgasm. What can I think about? What can don't think about that kid? Right, don't. That yeah. will end everything. That will end. Yeah. You just want to walk to the bathroom and cry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we have uh, two more calls. Actually, he looks two happy harder. in that photo, though. You know, we just got jacked off by his dad. Okay, Would you okay, be happy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a neurological <laughs> disorder where it makes your face look like you're happy. Oh, you like kind of have that like I mean, uh, rotundo you know. smile. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. That mm. rotundo smile. <laughs> You've oh, got that rotundo yeah. smile. <laughs> All right, we got a two-parter here. Um, Vicky, remember Vicky? Yeah. Hey, guess who? It's Vicky and James. Hi, good evening. Hi, guys. He sounds really um, interested in this call. I just wanted yeah. to bring you a little bit of good news. Uh, my sad face turned into a happy face after losing my job. Remember that shit? Yeah. Um, four days after that happened, I got called up and offered a job that was way better than that one. And hmm. I'm there now, and it's going really well. You're now? Design agency, <laughs> and they're and they're lovely people. And I'm 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 really. A what agency? I, I don't know. I, th- I assume stripping. Cause a catfishing agency? I forget. What, I couldn't hear what she said. Oh, well. She's mm-hmm. some kind of agency. Some Probably kind of an agent. ad agency, I yeah, think. Yeah, ad yeah. agency. Trust. So you, you were absolutely right. Fucking better than that shit. What was that? A catfishing agency isn't a real thing. Just <laughs> so you know. Well, yeah. I don't know. Have you seen the show Catfish? I have. So I think, uh, don't they, they're kind of a cat. Well, no, they're catfish catching agency. They catch catfish. I was thinking of actual catfish. like Oh, actual the catfish. Fish. The yeah. fish itself. Yeah, oh, like okay. Turning catfish into right. flashlights. Not fat people who pose as someone else. Right, yeah. And, okay. Um, uh, yesterday was, uh, at work, was uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Day, so we all had to wear pink. And um, despite being a girl, I haven't got anything pink. So um, I actually went to work in in bed. So, Don't, why do they do this in the UK? Like they have Laughing Day, where they all got to dress up in like clown outfits. I've never heard of this. And yeah, no, they what do. What is this day? She said, "What was the day?" Breast Cancer Day. So oh. everybody in the office has to wear pink. Why do they do this type of? What, what, what is this level of camaraderie in their office? We don't have that. that here. I don't even wear green on. I never wear. I never do anything. No, no, Don't ask me I. to do anything. I'm not doing it. Well, like uh, this on Tuesday, it was Halloween at my job. Mm. And uh, yeah, like they have this big mm. costume contest, and the group costume yeah. contest, and people get into it. And I was just like, yeah, I was wearing what I usually wear, like a black cowboy <laughs> shirt or something. And they're yeah. just like, are you dressed up as like Johnny Cash? I'm like, no, I'm not dressed up. Fuck yeah. this. You work in an office. We're adults. Why were you dressed as a cowboy? I wasn't. I was wearing I wear cowboy shirts. I wear like those oh. black like oh, western yeah, style shirts. Those, yeah. So people are like, "Oh, are you dressed up as Johnny Cash?" I'm like, "No, I'm not dressed up as fucking Johnny Cash." Oh, that happened to me last week because people were like, "Oh, were you dressed up as Hunter S. Thompson?" And I'm like, "This is just how I dress, you idiot." <laughs> you know, I know that because I had the, the duster, the, the the orange duster, and the brown, you know, those know, yellow pedo glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I could see that. Just how I dress. I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's like no. This is this is my. I'm yeah. dressed up as me. Yeah, you right? you dress like you're going to a rockabilly funeral. But in the UK, yeah, yeah exactly. In yeah. the UK, though, they do a lot of like office things. You remember? Did you ever see the UK office, yes. British office? Yeah. Remember that uh, laughing day when like he actually got fired? David Brent got oh, fired. Oh, was on, on the, the horse. The horse. Yeah, uh, he or it was like that whatever costume yeah, with the legs. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that that's something they do at your office. Oh, I thought that was like Halloween or something. No, it's called yeah. Laughing Day, and they give all the proceeds to charity or something. That's idiot. Yeah, they they do that over there. Mm. So apparently, you have to wear pink to yeah. wear. I would be like, "Fuck you!" I, white people shouldn't really wear pink because we are pink. You know that is it true. Will go well. You know, you look like you have albinism darker or something. skin. Then you can wear pink, and it looks good. I just don't think anyone should wear pink. Yeah. Mm. So I went to work in a sleeping bag with all my cuddly toys and my pink pillow and my pink pajamas. And uh, won fucking first prize. Yes, bottle of pink champagne in that. You win first prize for wearing pajamas? 
Like they had like a pink contest of what you could wear that would be pink, and that's another thing they do all this. Like I think this British is participation people, trophy culture run awry. I don't get it. Mm. Like in the in the states, you hear about a lot of workplace shootings because we mm. fucking hate our coworkers. Right, you got to yeah. spend every day with them. It's like spending every day with your wife. You know, you end up hating them. We're not. We're not like oh, okay. This is going to be awesome. Let's go to the pub after work and drink mm. beers and wear pink. Whereas in the UK. I'd like to know how many workplace shootings occur in the UK. Maybe if we had mandatory pink pajamas day, we wouldn't be shooting everybody. That could be. I guess there probably wouldn't be as many workplace shootings in the UK because they don't have guns. Right. How about workplace stabbings? That's what I want to know sure, about. Sure, yeah. My work colleague, she went in her PJs and a onesie and everything. We won first prize. So happy with that. It's been a good few weeks at that company. Certainly made up for getting fired. Um... <laughs> So thanks, guys, and thanks for your support, because that uh, really did make me feel good. Um, so what else has happened? Uh, oh, I wanted to say about the dogging thing. No, I bloody haven't had sex with Harrison's dad in a bloody lay-by. What <laughs> <laughs> you want? Um, yeah, you, you would, did, though. You did accuse uh, her of that. Yeah. I was just wondering, because yeah. your yeah. dad seems like he's into dogging. Vicky yeah. possibly could be into dogging. Okay. I've even met him. I certainly wouldn't do that in a lay-by. I'm a nice lady. I'm respectable, respectable married woman. Um, but it is a bit crazy. But you know what? I've just seen, on that note, I've just seen Blade Runner at cinema this afternoon with Mate James. And, uh, uh, and uh, Ryan Gosling in the film has got like, um, it's got like an AI girlfriend that he can switch on and off. I reckon that kind of, I'm just wondering whether you think that will curtail the dog in in the UK, specifically. <laughs> uh, if you can have a, a girlfriend, you can just switch on and off when you fancy and got an answer to. They don't make a mess in your flat or a boyfriend. Uh, and um, I reckon it would really appeal to Harrison. What do you reckon, H? You can't get him to do whatever you want. And um, you haven't got to put up with all the relationship bullshit. And, uh, you know, when it comes to their birthday, just switch the fucker off. Save a bit of money. You ain't got to take them out on the thin. Uh, interesting film. Not really my bag usually, but I enjoyed it. Um, anyway, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, just wanted to say hi, really. Yeah, hi. But the quandary is, if you could just switch them off and on again, is it that real? And isn't it compounding being really objectifying of people? Oh, do we care? I reckon hate. <laughs> that's, really, I mean, that's not really a quandary. That's yes is the, the answer to both of those questions. <laughs> I don't know if it's objectifying. Did yeah, you see? No, Bla- it's literally an Runner? object. It's literally an object. Of course, it's objectifying. Uh, well, okay, it's an object. I guess that you kind thing. of own, but it, yeah. But I mean, it, it depends on what I think. With uh, <laughs> did you see the movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. So he's got this like program, and this company made this program. Where How you do can, you like, fuck flip a it program? On. You can't fuck it. That's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. Like I don't know if it's really objectifying when it's not mm. really an object you could fuck. Oh, like it's a, it's it's like having a a projector. I mean, you're projecting an image that you can interact with. It's AI, mm. but there's no. I mean, it can get naked and you can look at it, but it's like watching a movie. Mm. You can't actually stick your dick in it. Yeah. And so one scene in the movie. Uh, she, uh, he gets like a hooker to come over, and so the projections on top of the hooker, so he can fuck the hooker while looking at the AI. Hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know if I'd if I'd feel like it's objectification or if it's even a real girlfriend. But it is kind of a companion, right? I mean, it's. What was I, his I first question? Cool. 
Uh, whether or not you would enjoy it, having a girlfriend that you could sh- turn on and turn off, just like that. No, it was the quandary. Was it was? It, is it objectifying and something else? I forget. Okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe unethical. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I mean, would you? That's the thing. Would you be satisfied with something like that? The the AI it, it cared about you. It asked you about your day. Mm. It would ask you what you what you're doing. But yeah, you could walk right through it. Mm. So there's no flesh. There's nothing to touch. Yeah. No, you need that. So that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, I don't think I would be fully satisfied with no, that. But it'd be fun to have. I need something I can emotionally torment. Yeah. Whereas that thing, you can kind of. I think it, you could emotionally interact with it, mm. but you couldn't physically interact with it. Yeah. So. Well, it's, you know, I mean, it's also the debate of, uh, as someone who's a very self-involved person and has to actively struggle not to be, uh, it might be better for me if there were such, you know, an actual like robot human that was very realistic and had a program and was that. It might be a better option for someone like me. Well, know? that's what I'm saying because yeah. you wouldn't have to deal with the the girls and your partner's emotional needs. Right. Like you could just you could be completely selfish in that respect. Right. It's like you could turn around when you wanted to and then pull out your keys and shut it off when she's yeah. annoying you. Right. And would you be satisfied with that? And it's an actual... Sim- it's an actual physical object. Right. And it, 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 not I, a program, not like a right. visualization. It's very possible. I don't know. It'd be hard to say, you know? I guess it depends on... Uh, does, it, does it have like... Can it stretch as far as Goatsy? <laughs> if it can do, if it approaches Goatsy, maybe Harrison be satisfied with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what was cool about uh, uh, Ryan Gosling's AI thing mm. is you could buy upgrades, so you can get it to do all sorts of cool shit, oh. and then upgrade it, and then you could put it into like a USB stick and carry it around, and be like, hey, I want my girlfriend to hang out. Mm. But yeah, then and other human girls are like, oh, he's into the AI, he's mm. a creep. You know, they'd be like, he's into that. So don't bother talking to him. Would, wouldn't that be more of a cerebral relationship? You're, you ain't fucking it. I mean, I guess you're fucking hookers, though. Well, you know? no, he. I don't know what he yeah. was doing. I think he just, that yeah. was his girlfriend. That was right. his partner, but he wasn't fucking her. But he was fucking hookers and looking at the AI? But at one point in the movie, yeah. they had the AI project itself on top of the hooker. Right. So he did fuck this one hooker while the AI was on it. Yeah. So it looked like he was fucking the AI. So this is basically, it takes place in a dystopia where Ryan Gosling needs to pay for sex. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're talking about here? It's, it's a true dystopia, okay, yeah. You yeah, gotta suspend got your disbelief there. I understand it. That movie yeah. is good. It was about 45 minutes too long. Yeah. A lot of movies are. All right, here's part two. Right, you can blame James for running over that time, so we're about to say goodbye. We were fine. So, um, I'm so sorry about that. So we just call him back uh, because... Yeah, I reckon the H could get one of those AI girlfriends and stick it in his case with all his naughty bits. You could just whack it out and have like a threesome with no, no, none of the bad shit. Anyway, that was my thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> I'd certainly think about that. Um, anyway, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling does not get his kit off in the film. Muchly disappointing. Anyway, I'm hoping he doesn't get his kit off. Is that he- a yeah, I don't know if he like. I, actually, that's the thing. I, I think thing there's for... something interrupted the fucking. So I don't think he ever oh. actually like uh, blew his load. 
got his kid off. I don't even know what I like that how means. that's a concern. Oh, wait, is she We're saying... really hoping he would, but he didn't end up ejaculating in the film. Or maybe she means, like, get his kid off, like, get naked so she could see Gosling naked. I don't think he got naked in it either. Br- kit is one of those words in, in British slang that means, like, 6,000 different yeah. fucking things. I can't. You I know? don't know. Yeah. I almost need an interpreter for her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well thank you, Vicky. It's always nice to hear from you, and I'm quite happy that you got a job that you like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's a stripper. I think she's like probably the the director of an ad agency. I could see Vicky doing something like that. Right. Or the yeah. or, you know, um, She's the agent to several prominent up-and-coming catfish. Probably, yeah. yeah. So. Um, you should advertise dogging, make it more popular. Right. Um, yeah, so you know the Blade Runner movie, that, that's the thing. Like, so Harrison, if you could have like a, a, instead of just watching porn, you could have like an interactive chick that mm. you couldn't fuck, but you get naked, do stuff to, you know, do stuff and you can look at it. Wouldn't you be into that? Uh, but I, um... Yeah, if it worked, but none. My experience with anything like that is it's always disappointing. Well, it's like Siri when you first get Siri, and you're like, "This is awesome for two days," and you're like, this is "Shit, like, uh, you know? that's a thing." Yeah, and you know what? And the thing or it's is like with, those weird hentai games that you download, and it's like, "Oh, it's interactive," and then you're like, "This is stupid." Hentai? Game? I don't think I've ever downloaded any hentai games. Oh, believe me, I've I've, I've I've tried a lot of them. I'm on a quest to find one There's that's not actually enough not severed limbs. <laughs> And octopus tentacles. Mm. Well, the thing is with this, though, she was kind of needy, too. Like, she would, like, you know, ask, get mad at him if he, like, was ignoring her. Mm. And, like, dude, and I was just like, dude, I don't know if I want that. I mean, I wouldn't mind just, like, the, because she was super, like, she was fucking hot. Yeah. I don't mind, like, you get naked, bend over, let me see your holes, that kind of thing. Mm. So I can jack off rather than just watching porn. I'd be down with that. Mm-hmm. But the whole like, I have to sit here and talk to you, and then hear about your problems that you don't even have any. Yeah, but it's like the Matrix. You know, they tried the the machines tried to make it perfect for people, but yeah. they kept dropping out of the Matrix, so they had to make it like regular life. That's and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So I, I think in the end, you'd be fucking annoyed. Mm. You know, go get a real one. Mm. Anyway, people call Sticker on hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. We got one email when it got, that I want to get to because I don't even understand this email. It comes from a guy. Uh, well, let me just read it. it. Says, "Hey, pussy dogs, fucking love your podcast content. Absolute genius. I'm a keen listener, and I love to play bongos late at night." Is this Matthew McConaughey? Maybe. Mm. If you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink. I don't know what uh, that means. Okay. I, I love to play bongos late at night, if you know what I'm saying. No, what the wink, fuck? Wink. Does, I, don't, I have no idea what that means. I don't know either. I don't know. Harrison, you are brilliant. And D, what can I say? You're a sensation. D, mm. do you get Jimmy in the bedroom? If so, please expand. What does that mean? Is this an AI writing to us? I, I don't know. This, this is like an AI that's having like a bug or some, Please something. Expand? Some kind of virus. First of all, that's weird. I do think he's, he's asking G- me to expand on something. Do you get Jimmy? That's also not... J-M-Y. Okay, Jimmy? I don't know if that's the thing Jimmy? people say. Expand on this. Please expand on this. But um, do you get Jimmy in the bedroom and he plays the... Bo- I don't know. 
And then he says, this I love code. your sponsors, yeah. flashlights. Have you tried them yourself? He's referring to flashlights. Yes, I have. I've talked about it a lot on the show. Your tees are phenomenally gay. Love it. What do you think of Khaleesi's tits and face from Game of Thrones? Hot, right? Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Your bro, B. What is it? What's even going on in that? I don't know, man. I, I'm surprised that guy didn't call in and just leave this like unintelligible phone call that we could be like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like that was basically just the transcript of an unintelligible phone call. Jesus. I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. That's, this is why meth, not even one. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a super intelligent dog trying to write an email to a person <laughs> and trying to, like, pretend he's a person. I just like, know? what do you think of Khaleesi's tits yeah. and face from Game of Thrones? Hot, right? It's like, sure. She's got hot tits and hot face. <laughs> Such a weird thing. Like, have you ever interacted with a human, B? Because it, it doesn't sound like yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. What Something. Do you, what do you think of discarded lamb bones? Pretty cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes lamb bones. Mm, yeah. It's one of his favorite things. Anyway, uh, people can email the show, see where our podcast, hotmail.com. Best way to support the show is the Patreon page. We are actually really taking Patreon to the next level. That's like, yeah. you can listen to Sick and Wrong every week and be like, um, you know, I'm a lackluster, fair weather, Sick and Wrong fan. But if you really like Sick and Wrong, you sign up for the Patreon, you donate five bucks, and you get free shit. You get extra shit. You get all sorts of shit. Not free shit, but you get extra shit. Yeah, yeah, you get All it. sorts of extra shit, mm. like an extra Patreon story. Like this week, we have a pretty killer Patreon story that's yeah. only available for people on the Patreon page, mm -hmm. and a couple extra phone calls every week, not to mention all the other bonus stuff that we post right. at our whimsy. Uh, but yeah, just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong and get into the exclusive club. That is sick and wrong. Um, we also have a Redbubble store where you can go and you can buy merch. com slash store. Yeah. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week is a band, weird band. You know, I was thinking about this band because it's a great concept. Whether or not the execution is great, I guess that's up to you. Uh, it's called, they're called Smith's Fits. The Smith's Fits. Okay. It's like a... Kind of if you if you mash together the Smiths with the Misfits, mm. so Morrissey covering Misfits songs basically. Mm. It's an interesting concept. Whether or not it works, you can be the judge of that. So we're gonna end the show here with "I Want the Skulls I Can't Have" by the Smithsfits. Mm. It's a parody band in which Misfits songs are done in the style of the Smiths and vice versa. You can check out a little bit more about the band at Facebook.com/slash The Smithsfits. It's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Making me tongue-tied. Smith-Smith. Smith-Fitz. Smith-Fitz. Anyway, people, we'll be back next week with episode 609. Till then, take a sweezy. The corpses all hang, headless and limp. Bodies with no surprises. And the blood drains down. Like devil's rain We'll bathe tonight I want your skull I need your skull I want your skull 
face I feel To see a skin turn inside a core I've got to have you on my wall 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 Probably I received the call. <laughs> Just as any fundamentalist. Well, most of us do, but we fight it. <laughs> well, I fight it. This is, of course, the whole principle of my religion, is all of the concepts. mean you received the call? You mean one day the devil said, go out, Anton Zandor LeVay, and give people hell? <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. Because people like to have a hell of a time, don't they? Well, of course, there are all kinds of definitions of that. Well, now... Now, I don't, you know, I mean, to, to marry two people without a license in front of a naked babe lying up on an altar, I don't know what that is. 